Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. What's up, everybody? Welcome. I am Guy. It is New Year's Eve. It is great to have you live on YouTube where you like and subscribe or listening on the podcast. Happy New Year, everybody. John returns to the show on Tuesday after the holiday week. It's great to see you. we got a lot to talk about. We are brought to you here by Tito's Handmade Vodka. If you are uh, catching this live and you're about to head out for the night or you're hosting a party for the night or you're going out to the bar, going over to somebody's house, Tito's Handmade Vodka. For all celebrations and uh, everything else that's not a celebration, and for all New Year's Eves, so many great recipe options. You know, honestly, Tito Beverage, that's the man's name who started the company. Tito, his last name is Beverage. Spelled differently, there's like a D, but it's Beverage. Uh, his favorite drink is the Tito's Water and Lemon, which is actually sounds aggressive, but pretty good, pretty easy to drink. Well, Tito's is easy to sip. Uh, mix it with a little uh, lemonade iced tea. Mix it with a little hot tea. Mix it with a little ginger beer. That's my personal favorite. Tito's Handmade Vodka, America's original craft vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. 40% alcohol by volume. Namely, 80 proof crafted to be savored responsibly. Tito's Toast goes out to Jonathan Gannett, head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, for rolling into Philly, beating the Eagles, 35 to 31. And um, I know for a lot of you, if you're not an Eagles fan, I, Jimmy Johnson said something during his uh, uh, honor circle, uh, uh, ring of honor induction ceremony on Saturday. He said, thanks to all the, mil I thought it was great. He said, thanks to all the millions of Cowboys fans and thanks to the millions who hate the Cowboys. And, um, you know, I think it's kind of like that with Nick Sirianni uh, beating the Philadelphia Eagles and, giving, helping give the 49ers the one seed for, if you're a Niner fan, um, then you'd want to give Jonathan Gannon a Tito's toast for that. But for everybody else, whether you care about the Niners or not, making Nick Sirianni's life hard is something that, um, you know, 31 fan bases can toast to. It's not just that the Eagles lost, and now Dallas can win the NFC East next week with a win over the Washington football team, the Commanders. But it's also that he lost to Jonathan Gannon. And I've said this for a long time, going back to last year. The problem with Nick Sirianni and the Eagles is that he can't fix their problems. 
He's already been the offensive coordinator. They secretly took offensive play calling duties from him two years ago. He lost both of his coordinators. So when he rolls up against Jonathan Gannon, who's got a uh, axe to grind, and Jonathan Gannon, who's kind of been like sneaky blamed by many for their Super Bowl loss. And there was, a, I don't know if it was bad blood. I guess these two are tight, but they weren't happy that, you know, like the Eagles weren't the first ones to know about his interview with the Cardinals, allegedly. Um, to lose to this guy, who I, I think people have kind of set up to be the fall guy for the Super Bowl on your home field, when it really matters, that that really hurts the organization. And I said a few weeks ago, I thought just when you just kind of if you've watched this stuff long enough and you see how things trend, um, if the Eagles don't make a postseason run this year and they don't make one next year, like a deep one, like a championship, right? Because they feel like they're in their window. Uh, that I thought it was 50 50 that Nick Sirianni would still be the coach in 2025. I, I mean, though it might be 60, it might be 40, 60. I, I don't know. Will he be the coach next year? Do, I do think he his job is on the line if if they don't snap it together and make a postseason run. There's going to be some changes there. Things have changed dramatically and and fast for the Philadelphia Eagles. So uh, Tito's toast to Jonathan Gannon for uh, not just the one seat from a 49ers perspective, but giving everybody that entertainment. Pretty incredible weekend for the Niners. I mean, if you were watching that Commanders game, it did not start. It did not feel at the half like ideal. Didn't feel great. Uh, it was a very physical game. I think Shanahan, if you looked at the way Shanahan operated that game, I think he knew from the beginning he was kind of playing the long game, uh, settling for field goals. They had a third and 11 early in the game where he sent, he had four wide plus McCaffrey. He sent all four receivers past the sticks, and only McCaffrey was out there to potentially catch it short, meaning he was not in four-down territory. He was not going to pick up seven, then go for it on fourth down, try and score touchdowns. He was in field goal mode. He felt like as long as the Niners didn't make mistakes, um, you know, eventually Washington would make enough and they would win the game. And he was that was correct. Like, if that's how he was looking at it, that was correct. It didn't feel great. But the Niners, if you were to recap their day, 11.30 a.m., it was like, oh, uh, 12.30 was like, okay, they found it. 12.49, 12.57, whatever time it was that the Cardinals finished off the Eagles, it felt amazing. They're the one seed. Hell of a year. All you had to do was go to Washington. Emotional, let down. Even Shanahan said it after the game, the Ravens game, all that stuff that comes with getting to build up, getting to play on Christmas, getting to play in front of everybody. I think it's funny, too, that in the NFL, they're like, as Shanahan said, you know, it's just, man, it means so much to us to play in front of everybody. Right, everybody in the NFL means thirty million people or whatever that game. I didn't see the rating on that game, but whatever the rating on that game was, right, twenty six million people. Like they treat their other games where they quote unquote only play in front of fifteen million people, right? Which would be any other league would die for fifteen million people. The national championship game will get, you know, historically it gets like recently it gets like sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen million people. The NFL gets a regular 15 million people game and they just, they don't have the, the guys can't get up in the same way they get up for 30 million people, understandably, on Christmas. So anyway, they had all that emotion. They looked tired. As I was watching that game, I thought they looked worn out and Washington's got Deron Payne, Washington's got Jonathan Allen. The Niners were 50-50 run pass at halftime. They were 17 runs, 17 passes. I know that made a lot of you happy who wanted Kyle Shanahan to run the ball more after that Ravens game. So they were just playing a really physical game, a draining game, a taxing game. 
Um, and the kind of game that you just, it wears you out when you're already worn out at the end of the year. They were getting gashed at times, even though you looked up and they only gave up, in the end, they gave up 10 points. At times, it felt worse than that because, you know, Terry McLaurin had the one drive where he caught three balls, including the touchdown. He had three catches, 55 yards, two first downs on a score. Um, and it happened a couple more times. They broke off a couple of big runs back-to-back. Commanders did. You know, it's just like, God, is this, do they have it together? And then you look up and you're like, all right, on one hand, what are you complaining about? You hold Washington at 10 points, you'll take that. They're not, you know, I mean, they're a top 10 passing offense by yardage, whatever that's worth, but they're not a great offense. So fine. Um, but it just was a, it, it was a draining game. And you just, I was watching and thinking if they're going to have to play like this again next week against the Rams, and then let's say, you know, something weird happens. There was just a couple moments where it really could have gone the other way. Something weird happens. You got to do it next week against the Rams. Somehow they beat you. What are you not the one seed? Do you not have the buy, or did you have to really strain to get the buy at the end of the regular season? And then you're dealing with more injuries, and um, it went about as well, it went as well as it could have. I mean, outside of the McCaffrey calf strain, it went as well as it could have for the 49ers. Incredible, incredible. Because it wasn't just that Philly had to lose to the Cardinals; it was also that the Lions had to lose to the Dallas Cowboys. Which, if you've been watching me all year, you know, like when John and I talk about it at the beginning of the year. The, the Lions are a good football team. They're a good. They're a good football team. They're not a championship team. And uh, so you know, I'm not. They lost to the Cowboys at home. Fine, like that. That's in Dallas. Not stunning. Shouldn't be stunning to anybody. Philly losing to Arizona was obviously stunning. And it, the Niners' day in like 90 minutes just changed from okay, solid day to pretty damn good day to about as excellent, excellent of a day as you as you possibly could have had. So let me get Sirianni off the screen for uh, those of you uh, watching there. So all things considered, I couldn't have got better. The one seed wrapped up. The Niners are, you know, they're not going to play a meaningful football game now until, what, January 17th? That's incredible news. Um, I went back and looked. The last 10 years, the one seed is about 50-50 shot to get to the Super Bowl. Okay, this it really opens up your chances of going to the Super Bowl. The last 10 years, 26 one seeds, 13 of them have made the Super Bowl. Uh, last year, both teams in the Super Bowl were one seeds. The year before, you had none. In the last 10 years, you've only had two years in which there was not a one seed in the Super Bowl. Okay, so there's an 80% chance that there will, based on the last 10 years, that there will be a one seed in the Super Bowl this year. Niners hope it's them. Uh, in the last 10 years, one, two, three, four, five, five times, there have been two one seats. One seats have met in the Super Bowl half of the last 10 years. Uh, if you open it up, go back to 1990, the data holds. A one seat has made the Super Bowl 50% of the time going back to 1990. So I know some people might, you might hear that and go, oh, it's only a 50 50 shot to get to the Super Bowl if you're a one seed. Um, or that one of the one seeds. So it's not 50 50 if you're a one seed, it's one of the one seeds. We'll get there. It's 50-50. It's still a lot better than not. Especially, so you take the percentages, there's the percentages, okay? It it's it is it is more likely the two one seeds make the Super Bowl than that none make the Super Bowl, right? And then you add to it just the way this team looked. Uh the fact that McCaffrey got the calf, but also Eric Armstead. I heard I for a second I got I caught uh Greg Papa on radio and he said, I think he said that Armstead told him. Like if they had to win next week, that uh, maybe Armstead just said it in a scrum. If he did, I missed this. But that he said, you know, if they got to win, maybe he could play. He's dealing with 
multiple lower body injuries. And the foot is the thing that's really a problem. So Eric Armstead now is going to have three weeks off, another three weeks off before the Niners next game. That's huge. Um, Trent Williams been battling the groin, right? He can get next week off. Aaron Banks played through turf toe against Washington. You can't rest everybody because you have to feel the team. Jalen Moore had the concussion. Juwan Jennings. Now, you know, Juwan, it's not Juwan, if he passes protocol, he plays. If he doesn't, he doesn't. But it's been a long, this is a long, sometimes the concussion protocol is fast. Sometimes it's long. Obviously, Jennings is really dealing with something because they could have, they would have played him today. I, you would think they would have played him today. They've been trying to find a combination. Instead of Willie Sneed, it was uh, Chris Conley for the Niners in this game. So, you know, gives you more time, less games without Jennings. That's a good thing. Juwan Jennings is special for them. So less games without Jennings. Um, You know, Jair Brown did not play. Uh, There was some thought that he might, didn't play. Logan Ryan got the start. Was on Disneyland when the Niners called him on a cruise. So that's a big deal. Like it is. Now the question becomes, what do you do? Who do you play? Who don't you play? And this will be a big discussion this week. I would not play, you know, you would think Trent's not going to play because Kyle Shanahan did say we'll rest some guys, but you can't rest everybody. I, to me, this is a Sam Darnold game. I don't, I would not play Brock Purdy in this game. Um, I don't think it matters that Brock would have two weeks off. I don't think Brock will show a lot of rust. I don't think that's going to be a concern. He's pretty dialed. Um, I don't, you know, maybe do you want to practice him more than usual this week to at least get him that full practice? I don't know. And then put Darnold out there without first team reps. It'd be kind of weird. Um, but if Trent Williams doesn't play, then I don't play Brock Purdy. You can mark it down. A lot other people have other opinions. That's Guy Haberman, third person. That's my opinion on the subject as it relates to a meaningless game against the Rams. If Trent Williams doesn't play, Brock doesn't play. And I don't think Trent's going to play. And I would not play Brock Purdy this week. And I would not be concerned about any rust from him. I think you add to it. And maybe this doesn't matter. Maybe they do this with any other quarterback. Four quarters of Sam Darnold would be intriguing. Not as it relates to Brock, but it's something that um, I've, I wish we could have watched what we, the year we saw from Brock Purdy, which we'll get to, and also have watched like a few full Sam Darnold games with Kyle Shanahan just for fun. He's a free agent. Maybe he'll leave. I mean, you would think he would, but maybe he'll stay. Um, I, I, I would be, if that's how it plays out, you know me, the word I've used, if you're new here back in camp, I'm intrigued by Darnold. I'd love to watch four quarters of Darnold. Now it's a little unfair to him if he doesn't have a full offensive line, but I'd be intrigued. So I think that's what they'll do. I think that's what Kyle would want to do. I don't think he would hesitate. He'd love to see four quarters of Darnold. I think it'd be fun for him. And um, I don't think he should have any reservations about Brock being able to pick up in two weeks, two and a half weeks and uh, in the second round of the playoffs and be ready to roll whether he plays the Rams or not. Because you're getting – like, what does playing a half against the, Ram, against the Rams get you when you're going to take the next week off anyway? So either way, you're quote-unquote chicken off rust. I I would not be worried about it. I mean, we're talking about a guy who came back from the elbow this year, who got very limited, right, a limited offseason relative to what most people get and hit the ground running. He was limited in camp when it started. He was not practicing every day. Hit the ground running. So I would not worry about that for Brock. And that would be my philosophy this week is rest, rest for him. Now we could go through, what do you do with Bosa? Do you, you know, the other thing on Brock is the one of the wins for the Niners against the commanders was that Brock Purdy didn't get a stinger, 
Brock Purdy got a stinger two weeks ago. Brock Purdy got a stinger last week. Brock Purdy said the way he understands it from what the medical people told him, when you start getting stingers, you are then more susceptible to more stingers. And that the best uh, healing for a stinger is rest and treatment. Well, he got treatment. Now he can get rest. John Lynch, if some of you might have seen it, some of you might not have, um, uh, with John Dickinson, friend of the channel, on Friday, I interviewed John Lynch over in KMBR because that's where he goes every Friday. He goes on KMBR. And, um, you know, he had a long history of stingers in his career, had neck surgery, had stingers after that. And uh, he acknowledged it's different for everybody. But, yeah, these things can pile up. So I also think you you are beyond just the general injury risk of playing a guy when you don't need to play him. Specifically with Brock, who's dealt with the stinger issue, just another reason not to play him against the Rams next week. But maybe we're getting a little – I just knew everyone who I talk about. So I don't want to get too far in on that because um, there's other stuff to talk about from today. But, uh, you know, there's that, there you go. That's, that's, that's where I'm at on it. Um, and then you can, and then you can kind of sit and watch everything else, everything else play out. Niners commanders game. A few things on that. Um, you know, there were some notes that I made early in the game that just don't matter anymore. One thing I think to watch just, you got it filed away for next week. I have it filed away for next week. I definitely have it filed away for the playoffs is, and I think it's the main reason you need, you need, you needed the bye week if you're them. Getting this offensive line healthy is going to be critical for them. Partly, specifically because of uh, some of the inefficiencies they've they've come to in the red zone. Now today, they got the Debo push pass touchdown. That was on a second play in the red zone. They got the Elijah Mitchell touchdown where Elijah had eight carries on a drive. That was on basically back-to-back run plays in the red zone. They scored. But it does feel like they are... They're a little cold. Their passing game's a little cold in the run game in the uh, red zone right now. They've, I, it doesn't feel like they've run the ball. We'll, we'll have to look at some of the numbers this week, but it doesn't feel like they've run the ball as dominantly in the in the red zone, uh, even though they got a couple of touchdowns in there this week. And um, I think a lot of that goes back to the offensive line. You'd prefer to run the ball down there. It gets so tight. They're not getting people open. Like you go back to last week, the Darnold sack. Uh, at the two yard line, well, I, you know, at the eighteen, whatever it ended up being, but the Darnold sack in the red zone, and a little hard on Darnold, like he's got to get rid of the ball, he can't take that sack. But when you go back and watch the all twenty two on that play, as I did, nobody's open, nobody is open. So you you have that in the back of your mind. Then you fast forward to this week, and they go into the red zone, and um, uh, they had the series at the end of the half where they've got the ball first and goal, McCaffrey runs it. Then they try to throw on back-to-back plays, and they're not even on target end zone throws, right? Like, they are throwaways. Nobody is open. Nothing is there. It's not maybe something was there. It's both times Brock's got to get the ball out. Get it out. You're So you're not even you're not getting on-target throws in the red zone. Um, and then, you know, the next time in, Mitchell carried the ball, and it was fine. So – not a big thing today. Again, they win the game. The Eagles lose. They're the one seed. You know, New Year's Eve, celebrate, have your fun. But I just want to go through some of the notes that I had, even when this game was kind of in the balance. And that was kind of the top of the list, just offensively for them. You know, it really felt like early in the game, they were going to be able to paper cut their way all the way to a touchdown uh, on that first drive, and it didn't happen. And it just, it wasn't easy. You know, it was 27 to 10, could have been 30 to 10. 
They went for the fourth down, maybe to make it 34 to 10. So it was a blowout, but you know, and it was a cover for covering 14 points on the road at the end of the year is tough. But, um, you know, it was not a blowout in anyone that watched the game understands what I'm talking about here that, that, you know, once you get ahead, then you start forcing Sam Howell to try and make plays and he's throwing picks and whatever. But the game was a little closer than that score for most of it. So, you know, some, some, some people would call it nitpick. And I just think I thought the red zone thing was something just to keep an eye on for later, something we can revisit on January 17th. Uh, you know, and the other thing is just just defensive tackling. When you play a better team, especially when you play some star receivers, we able to be able to hold up consistently. Give up the you know you're giving up some of these gash plays. But you know what? W- watch football as everybody does with a with, with the same eye that you watch the Niners, and you'll see everybody's everybody's given up a gash play here and there. Everybody's given up a drive here and there. Um, at the end of the day, it's really hard to complain about a ten point output. Now. It's the football team, so whatever. Cast that aside. There were still some issues. Tackling um, and giving up some big plays in the past game. Things that I, you know, you're not gonna fix other than you get a little healthy and you rest. God, they need to rest. I that's that's a, that, it really is one of my takes on their defenses. They need to rest. So they got that. Guy Cosell. Yeah. The film study. Don't get me fired up. Uh uh. Greg Cosell thought I was anti anti Purdy this week, which is not the case. We were going through and picking apart interceptions just for fun, and that's part of the like. I love parsing through all these all these little things that happen. Some of them in the end matter, and, and some of them don't. Um, Christian McCaffrey, you know, that's going to be the other thing to watch. I think we're if if you've, you 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 kind of used to if you watch him all year now, seeing him have a couple things happen, and you go, oh, is Christian McCaffrey okay? And then the next week comes and it's like nothing ever happened. So hopefully that's the case with him. Uh, we'll see if they hold him out next week. It would make sense. I, I would McCaffrey would be on my do not fly list this week for the Niners. Um, but uh, that would be a headline, right? Remember this. Remember this. Anytime you see Jordan Mason, Elijah Mitchell, anybody not named Christian McCaffrey, people always do the same thing. They're like, oh. Shanahan's finally mixing it up a little bit. Eight carries for Mitchell. Nice. Change of pace. Managing McCaffrey's touches. And every time that happens, it turns out that that's not what's happening. Kyle's not managing his touches. Kyle's not, let's give Mitchell a shot. He's not curveballing it. He's not change of pace in it. Just something's wrong with Christian. So next time you see somebody else get three straight carries, four out of five carries, and you go, oh, series off for Christian. No, it's not. Something's wrong. And something was wrong. Uh, the good news was Mitchell's good. Now, Chris, uh, uh, Elijah could get hurt on Wednesday, and you never know. But that was actually a nice little benefit there to see is that they do have. Maybe Kyle Shanahan saw that. Maybe. Am I am I being hope, ho- hoping against hope that Shanahan saw that and Elijah Mitchell gets three carries in the first half the next time Christian's healthy just to give him a little blow to prevent? We're talking about preventative. Would he do that? Doesn't feel like nothing in his history says that he would, but you know maybe if Elijah Mitchell's gets to gets to the postseason healthy, he's got to get through the week and next week, where presumably he'll get a lot of carries. But maybe we'll see a little of him because he looked Elijah Mitchell looked really good for the Niners today. So you know, again, not holding my breath. I wouldn't file that away in the things Kyle will probably do, but something to consider. And you wonder, I, you know, I think that'll be a question for Kyle. Like, will Kyle give Elijah a little bit more 
just to taper down for Christian to make sure that he gets, you know, the, the ideal is a full Super Bowl run healthy and a couple carries here or there, prevent the calf injury, a banged up knee, whatever, all that kind of stuff. He looked, he looked as good as he's looked this year, Elijah. I, I don't know that he's had an eight carry game, let alone an eight carry drive. I'm not even going to bother to look at the game log because whatever, who cares? Um, but I thought that was as good as he's looked this year. And he's had like mysterious injuries, right? There have been times you're like, where's Elijah Mitchell? Oh, something happened in practice. So anyway, all right, let's move on to a couple of Brock Purdy related things. Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal free for a year. You get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it for years on a regular basis. Easily find high quality meat and seafood. You can trust 100% grass fed beef, free range organic chicken, pork raised, crate free, and wild caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get butcherbox.com slash ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. Butcherbox is offering you free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, Promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M. Save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM. Save yourself $20. We don't even need a thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, 
the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com amazing to start your springtime adventure. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. 
If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Before I, before I break down Brock Purdy's game, I do want to just talk about the big picture. Brock Purdy became the 49ers single season passing leader. He set the record for most passing yards in a season at 4,281. And I thought it was really great that he did it today and not week 18. Um, you know, the major league baseball home run record for years, everybody was chasing Babe Ruth's record. Um, and then they chased Roger Maris's record, but when they were chasing Babe Ruth's record and then people that set that Roger breaks it and everybody after they did it in a different number of games, 162 games instead of 154 games. So, you know, the single season passing record for the 49ers is not something that most people talk about. It's a it's a franchise that measures its success on championships, Hall of Fame quarterbacks, all-time greats at multiple positions. Um it really the Niners are an organization that don't have to define themselves by the numbers other than the number of championships won. Because there's so much greatness that just hits you in the face, you don't have to dig into the into the uh into the historic in, into the history books. And the fact that Jeff Garcia previously held the record, I don't want to say cheapens it, but kind of does, right? Just in the sense that it it shines a light on the fact that eras are different. You don't look at that and go, well, Jeff Garcia, Joe Montana never had a good year as good a year as Jeff Garcia, right? So that's part of that record, is it's it, it it's it's not everything. That said, it's pretty incredible that this guy who was the last pick of the draft two years ago didn't just become a starting quarterback, didn't just win a ton of games, but set a single-season franchise passing record. And not for the Texans, right? Not for the uh, Seahawks, all due respect to the Seahawks, who've been good lately, but for one of the greatest franchises in American sports and a top-five franchise in the NFL. Like, that's insane. So good for Brock, a guy who had an elbow surgery in the offseason, it's it it it's definitely a reminder, and some things should just be left in the past, and other things should not. One thing that should not be left in the past is that some people thought that Brock Purdy should have been competing with Trey Lance for the 49ers starting quarterback job. And some of you might be thinking, guys, the last day of 2023, I hope you leave this in 2023. I will not leave this in 2023. It was so disingenuous. It was so it was so bad to watch like three practices or however many practices anybody who had that opinion had watched and think that that's what should have been happening. And I'm glad I went to way too many off-season practices for the 49ers. And I'm glad that I logged way more passes than anybody ever has in the history of preseason, off-season, and non-competitive football. I probably will not do it again. There won't be a reason in all likelihood to do it again. But there was a reason to do it guy football focus in 2023. And the reason was my belief that there was opinion, an opinion out there so flawed, so off base, 
so ridiculous. But it happened in such a small, enclosed, dark place, meaning not everybody, it wasn't on television, that somebody had to go in there and figure out what was real and what was fake. And that was one of the fakest, most made-up, agenda-driven BS stories of 2023. I don't have a list of the other most fake, agenda-driven BS sports stories of 2023, but Trey Lance should have the right to compete with Brock Purdy for the starting quarterback job of the San Francisco 49ers is at the top of my list. That was a joke. It remains a joke. It becomes a bigger joke with every week that passes. We'll find out if it becomes a bigger joke with every season that passes. But it became a bigger joke with every week that passes. And then you look up, and the guy said a single-season franchise passing record. Whatever that's worth to you, it's worth to you. But even if it's worth nothing to you, it's still worth something for the sake of this conversation. Couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it then. Believes it even less now. And uh, just another feather in Brock Purdy's cap that he won't really care about. But I I think, you know, so many of these things that that happen with young quarterbacks, the reason young quarterbacks are, are the most fun thing to talk about in all the sports, it's because you look out at them and go, who are they? What will they become? And have we found the answer? Chasing franchise quarterbacks can take a decade. It can take longer. I mean, look at the Lions, right? Look at some of these franchises. Look at the Niners. Look how long they were searching. How many things happened that were accidental? How many things happened that were on purpose? Like they spent as much as, well, not as much as you can spend, but they went out, they drafted Alex Smith. It took forever, almost a decade for Alex Smith to even look like he was going to reach his potential. And then accidentally, they found a guy that helped him get to the Super Bowl Kaepernick. And then they hunted and hunted and hunted and hunted. And they got this guy out of the sky, Jimmy Garoppolo. Out, he fell out of the sky, was good enough. They're like, not good enough. we got to go all in. Go get Trey Lance. Disaster. Last pick of the draft. It's just so hard to find a guy that might be your franchise quarterback. That when you might have your franchise quarterback, it's one of the biggest stories certainly for your organization, but in all the sports. When you're the Niners, it's one of the biggest stories in sports because they're one of the biggest stories in sports. So they might have their guy. That's been the story for a year. And um, there are just so many things that he does, so many things that he has done that point to the, to, to, the, to the real, real, real possibility that he'll be the quarterback for the next decade. Um. But now he's got this record at such a young age. Now he's got a one seed. Now he's got a team around him that might win a Super Bowl. And when you do that at 23, 24, 25 years old, early, it sets the franchise and the player up on a whole other path. We just go to the Super Bowl, it does that. But you see, I mean, look at the Eagles this year. To me, I always go back to early on with Seattle and obviously the way things have played out with Russ in the second half of his career have been weird. But they go out early. The team is not built around him, but he's critical. They go win the championship. They had a shot. They really should have won a second. And it just set him up. It set that whole organization up for, you know, a solid uh, a stretch of being Super Bowl contenders. And so that's, what, that's what's ahead of the 49ers right now. And that's why everything, and I said this uh, last week, I think. Or no, I said, yeah, I said it last week. It's like all of this stuff is about winning the championship. They've checked all these other boxes. For Kyle Shanahan, it is so much about winning the championship. For 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 uh, uh, 
for Kittle, for Warner, for Debo, like McCaffrey's weaving career, all these guys who have been so close, who felt like they've been on championship teams, who've had some of the most talented rosters. You go back to the Harbaugh years, some of the most talented rosters. This franchise has gotten so close, so close. And when you get so close, not only does it really hurt when you lose, you start to people start to question, do you have that last 2% that gets it done? Like, as an example, the uh, college football semifinals are going to happen on Monday. You might be listening to this after the Rose Bowl or Harbaugh, Harbaugh plays Saban. So I might be right. I might be wrong about this. I don't think Harbaugh's winning that game. I don't think Harbaugh's winning the national championship. Jim's an excellent football coach. 99.9% of teams in football should hire Jim Harbaugh. I really question, like really question. And I bet against him in big games just because I don't think he's got that last 1%. The, you know, that, that, that his teams are buttoned down enough. I don't think they pre- prepare quite as well as the best, best, best coaches do to really win the championship. And I don't think he's going to. I don't think he will. I think Kyle has that, but he hasn't done it. And so that argument rages. So anyway, one seed, franchise record for a quarterback, rest at the end of the year, all of these things together just lead to just an incredible an incredible 2023. And even though it hasn't, even, it has not been perfect for them. That's the crazy part. They just got the week 18 by their quarterback just set a franchise record. And this season has been, it's been really good, but it hasn't been perfect. It has not been a, everything goes right type of season for them. And yet here they are, which is, you know, it's real. That makes it very real. It's, it's a lot of people before the Niners Eagles game, people said, you know, the Eagles, they, they can't be this. It's, they are too, imp- their process doesn't match their results. And, Maybe the Niners broke them, or maybe all those people were just right. All those close games, all those close calls for the Eagles, the process just just didn't match the results. So, uh, you know, the other thing on Brock, it, let's. I just want to go through a few things from the Brock game. Um, I thought he looked really decisive coming off the four interceptions, the four interception game that, you know, it, it's been it's been talked about. All four of those picks were different, but. He looked decisive. He looked healthy. Um, he looked uh, not humbled because he did some crazy stuff, but he looked really under control to me. You know, I I, I think he did do what he said he was going to do. He said a couple days ago that the lesson he learned, one of the lessons he learned from the Ravens game when he threw the interception in the end zone to Kyle Hamilton on the first series was like, don't get the fact that you hit a couple big plays in your dome and get you too amped up. And then you try to do too much. And he looked today just so under control. So within the offense, he made, he made a couple of really good plays outside of the offense, but I, from the jump, he looked decisive and under control. And, you know, he was, even though the game was close at halftime, I I thought he played a pretty tight, tight game early. And, um, and 12 to 17, just, just, I just looked solid, looked really solid. And then he did some special things as the game went on. And you look up, and he was 22 of 28 for 230, two touchdowns, no picks. Um, You know, on a day that everybody's talking about, Lamar Jackson just wrapped up the MVP. 22 of 28, 79%. Coming off of – now, it's Washington, of course. Ravens, different animal. But coming off of that game, how would he respond – I didn't have any question about how he would respond. I didn't question at all how he'd respond. I didn't rethink anything about Brock. I told you I thought Brock's fine coming out of that Ravens game. 
But I thought he looked more than fine. I thought he looked just dialed in. I'm not going to do too much. I think the game plan, what I said earlier about Kyle believing, like if we don't make mistakes, we'll be fine. Uh, I think he communicated that to Brock. And it's why Brock was just throwing the ball away in the red zone. There was nothing there. And um, early in the game, it honestly, it, I think they could have gone no play action throws today and just been quick throws all day long and probably scored more than 27. <laughs> it, like early in that first drive, his first two throws were just get the ball out, first read. And, you know, the beauty with him is he can process so quick. But he gets the ball out fast and on target, and it's just they're fine. They're in such good shape. All right, so anyway, a couple things I wanted to get to with him. Um, uh, just in terms of his game, let me get to my Purdy notes here. Uh, the throw to Kyle Juszczyk, the incompletion to Juszczyk on the first drive, great throw, fantastic throw, right on the money. Uh, they got a kind of a phantom, I thought a – BS holding call, not on the use check contact. If Kyle catches that ball, I don't think he scores. He's probably down at the one of the two. And it's one of the great in the, in the highlight reel of Kyle use check catches. That's got to be killing Kyle right now. He's on the plane watching this live stream probably, or listening to this podcast Monday morning. That's the first thing he's going to do when he gets up after new year's. And he's just going to be kicking himself that he didn't make that catch as it was a tough ass catch. And he had it. And then, you know, when you hit the ground fully extended, it's so hard to hold on. But um, that was a really good throw from Brock. Brock had a couple of really good deep ball throws in this game. That was one of them. Um, the the throw to Ayuk for seven, the second possession of the game for the Niners on third down and nine. And I was interested how they would play third downs today. Third and nine, blitz comes up between the left guard and the left, or the right guard and the right tackle. McCaffrey picks it up. And Purdy unfazed. Purdy is unfazed. I mean, when you pick up the blitz, unfazed. Next throw, Debo, strike over the middle. Again, really decisive throw. But I thought what was really impressive from Brock today, a couple of things. The the the, the, the couple of the deep balls, the throw to IU for the touchdown, which we'll get to, but also what he looked like when the game was tied at 10-10. And you're like, is this for real? Is this is this game really 10-10? Seriously, you you guys are going to go play the Commanders ten ten. Is that what is that what this going to be the half? You guys can go to the half, tied ten ten with the Commanders. Uh, the answer was no. So how did Brock look in that spot when the game was tight? Because it's easy to demit, dismiss. It's just the Commanders. Game was tied ten ten. Pressure. Purdy comes out eighteen yards to Kittle. I think the Niners. I I don't know how to check this. You'd have to go through the play by play box scores. They hit Kittle on the first play of a drive. It feels like 70% of Kittle's big plays come on the first play of a drive. Not the first down, but a first play of a drive. So he hits Kittle for a big play. Next play hits Ayuk for 21. Boom, boom. You go, breathe a little easy. Okay. Then in the red zone, some of you guys might have caught this on TV. Second down and two. He's got Debo lined up right. He's got Ayuk lined up left. He's got I form I behind him with with, with use check. Play clock is low. It's like eight, seven, six. No panic. He doesn't like, for whatever reason, the alignment. Use check to maybe Brock will explain it. He goes, Hey, Debo over here. He moves. Debo's kind of looking at him like, Am I in the right spot? He says, No. He swaps Debo and Ayuk. No panic. Play clock at three, two, snap the ball. And um, uh, uh, McCaffrey got a 13 yard carry and a first down. Now they end up kicking the field goal. 
But I just thought that was a big drive. 10-10, how are you going to look? Are you going to crack a little bit? Are you going to step up? He made big throws. So love that drive. Second half, you know, a little Kittle takes that huge hit, almost made a great catch. That was a solid throw. Ayuk for 38 yards down the right sideline. He had two of his best plays of the year in this game. Brock Purdy had two of his best throws of the year in this game. His Forget about, not to the touchdown yet, but when he hit Brandon Ayuk, 38 yards down the right sideline, and Ayuk caught the back of the ball just over the fingertips of the defender. That's one of the best downfield throws we've seen a Niner quarterback make since Sam Darnold hit Ronnie Bell in the preseason. Similar throw. It was one of Brock's best throws of the year, and you loved it because it was a rare, over-the-top explosive play, right? So many of those explosive plays are not that over-the-top, one-on-one sideline throw. That was an over-the-top, one-on-one sideline throw, which we just don't get a lot of out of the 49ers offense. He had a lot of time to throw, and he loaded up, and it was a gorgeous throw. It was an absolutely, you could not have made that throw any more perfect. Now, as a Brock defender, as someone who is in the camp of Brock is not a game manager, Brock does so much more than game managers, I do laugh when I hear, and Moose Johnson, who's I, I really enjoy him and Joe Davis. I like that crew. Uh, he says, uh, if anyone says Brock is a game manager, there's that throw for you. And where I would disagree with Moose is, one great throw is not what proves that you're not a great a game manager. Um, Tommy DeVito can make a great throw. Tyrod Taylor can make a great throw. Uh, uh, Joshua Dobbs can make a great throw. Jake Browning can make a great throw. What proves that you're not a game manager is that you repeatedly make really excellent throws. You repeatedly make very good decisions. And, um, you know, you just do things that most guys, the consistency, the irony is that everyone thinks game managers are the most consistent, but actually game managers, I think are inconsistent players at a certain level and that they don't consistently make the special plays. And I think Brock consistently makes really special throws, consistently drops the ball over the middle. His throws over the middle, when he layers it over a linebacker, gets it in front of a safety, those are some of the toughest kind of two feet set degree of difficulty throws that you'll see every Sunday in the league. Now, Lamar made this crazy throw to Odell today. That's just Brock doesn't make that play kind of one foot sidearm. It just, you know, there are some arm strength throws and athleticism throws that that are different. But in terms of making elite level throws consistently, he does it. And that's what game managers don't do. That one throw when you combine with all his other throws, it just, it was one of his best throws of the year, which when you're a game manager, isn't saying much, but when you're a guy that consistently makes excellent throws says a lot. And that was one of his best throws of the year. Um, it was really a better throw than even the throw that got everybody's attention, which was the Mahomes like scramble and touchdown. That play was great. Uh, third and 10. Well, again, what are you gonna do on third down scramble, right? Pointing, pointing. Ayuk cuts it back, and he hits him in the end zone. That was a great play. Partly because the escape was the great play for him. And, you know, we've seen him do that this year where he does the point. And um, he explained – remember the first time it happened? What game was that? The first time he did that and explained after the game – where was that? In the back of the end zone. Who was that again? Was it Jacksonville maybe? I think it was Jacksonville, right? It might have been the Jacksonville game. Where he was pointing in the back of the end zone, it was the it was the the play that he he threw it to Ayuk at the top, and Ayuk went up and got it in front of the pylon, and it was like the play that after the game he basically apologized for. I shouldn't throw that ball. Yeah, it was the Jags game. Um, after that game, remember what he said? He said he was nodding to Ayuk 
whichever way he nodded, he hoped Ayuk or Kittle, whoever he was supposed to throw it to, he hoped that the guy that saw the nod went did the opposite. Well, this time he pointed, he threw the ball where he pointed this time. So this time there was no like trickery. It was like, go that way. I'm going to throw it that way. And uh, he did it. So that was a, that was a great play. Um, just a string of really good plays today in a game that, you know, looked pretty standard Brock Purdy. But when you really look at it, he made multiple excellent throws, multiple excellent decisions. I've thought for a few years, if a quarterback is a 79% passer, then something's kind of wrong. Like it's just not a real stat. And um, today was a 79% passer. Not in individual games I'm talking. I'm talking for seasons. Like if a guy's a 79%, 75, 74% passer for a season, you got to examine like, okay, that's not real. That's just, it doesn't happen. Um, and, and he's not a 79% passer for the season. So we're not, you know, we're not talking about that. But to come off a four interception game, to be in a 10-10 game, uh, to look a little, ra- you know, look a little rattled last week. But as I said, the thing about him, that I really loved was even at times when he, after he had kind of entered the slightly rattled zone against the Ravens, he still made a ton of really good throws uh, and still showed guts. And, um, you know, so I wasn't worried about him, but he made some gutty throws again in this game. And it's easy to say, well, you're playing Washington, not not as much on the line. Game was tied 10-10. Game was tied 10-10, and he still made some great throws. So, um there's some Brock. There's some Brock history. Oh, I, I just remembered because somebody said here. Here's a comment. Comment from uh, Hugh says Alex Smith was the prototypical game manager. He was a high end. He was a high end game manager. But it just reminded me that um, every time I post a picture on the internet of Nick Sirianni, there's somebody. I don't have the tweet in front of me, but somebody always says the same thing, and I've never. It cracks me up. They always say Sirianni looks like if Alex Smith had a brother who stole catalytic converters. I like that. That's a, that's a good comp. So uh, I think that one kind of works. If Alex had a brother that never slept. Lamar Jackson, by the way, today, since I mentioned the MVP stuff, and uh, if you watch that game, he looked special. <laughs> that was a blowout. That Miami Ravens game turned into the game that it looked for a minute like the Niners game was going to turn into. And that's why I gave the Niners defense some credit last week. Because they didn't let it turn into fifty-six to nineteen, which is what it what what they did to the Dolphins today, fifty-six to nineteen. Um, Lamar Jackson's stat line for that game: eighteen to twenty-one, three hundred twenty-one yards, five touchdown passes, no interceptions, six carries at six yards per carry, thirty-eight yards, thirty-five yards. So, Lamar won the MVP today. Um, I know Brock bounced back. You're not going to overcome four interceptions on Christmas Day when the other guy's team is going to go, you know, thir- uh, fourteen and three probably, maybe maybe thirteen and four depending on what they do next week. But um, who do they they play Pittsburgh, so you're just not going to overcome that. Lamar's going to have you know when it's all said and done like twenty five touchdown passes this year. You know the Cam Newton conversation just because that was the the guy who did it without just being a, a passer. He had 35 passing touchdowns that year. But the debate's over. I agree the debate's over. Lamar's winning the MVP this year. And it's only, you know, there'll be there will be a lot of pressure on the Ravens in the postseason, just like there's gonna be a lot of pressure on the Niners. Um, but th- they also have clinched the one seed so they could they could rest everybody. 
Um, they could rest everybody next week as well. They're 13 and three, two games ahead of Miami. I mean, I'm recording this. We're live, whichever, however you're taking it before the afternoon games. Um, you know, Kansas City, Kansas City's up right now on Cincy. So they're, they will, they'll get the double digit wins. Um, and they play the Chargers next week. So, you know, they'll be 10 11. They, they might be 11 and six when it's all said and done, which will be a down year for them and still, um, still pretty, still pretty special. So, a uh, few super chats here. This from Matthew, five spot. Thanks, Matthew, who says the Colts threw away great teams year after year by not playing the last week. Everyone needs to play at least a quarter, but would rather the whole half. Yeah, I mean it. It, it was a. It was definitely a history of of um, it, of pain for the Colts, given that. But for whatever reason, I I I don't know if the Niners are are different. Niners are built so much more physically. Um, I'm not, I, I, all right, you're concerned. I'm not concerned about Brock Purdy rust if they were to rest this week. Um, but I, I, yeah, Matthew, I don't, I may be the minority on that. I don't know. It'll be interesting. I'll be curious this week. Do most people agree with me or do no, most people agree with Matthew who are for, um, for no rest? Alien says the Christmas Day massacre. I hope the Niners send the Cardinals a case of champagne and Tito's for New Year's Eve. That'd be a classy move. Uh, AW, a 10 spot. Give me your hair, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, you know, quick thing. I like to say this when people ask. I, I'll give you the I'll give you the blueprint. I'm not afraid to share. There's a one and a half on the side, tapered on the sideburn, not tapered in the back. Uh, we're going to do one motion here all along the top. We're not going to get a, a part in there. And, um, we'll, we'll usually every other week we'll take a little off the front, but we're not going to, we're not going to take a little off the front this week. We'll just do from the, from the middle back. And if you have thick hair and you want it to lay down, I struggled with this for a long time. If you have thick hair and you want it to lay down, have your barber texture it. They, they got some shears that kind of thin it out and then it, um, and then it lays down a little bit better. So you don't know, have them do that. It's, it hasn't always been like this. Uh, it hasn't always looked this way for me. Your senior photo. It was very curly. This is going to blow some people's minds. That's your boy. I don't think I could do that if I wanted to. Now, I know my wife would never allow me to grow a goatee, which is fine. I don't really want one. I'd prefer to have no facial hair at all. See, the key there was you want the hair flowing out the back of the hockey helmet. So that was the big key there. Or if you're playing baseball, same deal. Or football. It all applies. But I wanted that flow out of the back. But uh, there you go. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, once upon a reset question, would you bet on Kyle Shanahan in a big game? I would. Yes. 
there's some people that think he can't win. I'm not one of them. I think he can win. A ch- I think he's a championship coach who has not won a championship, which is different to me than like Harbaugh, who I I just think is going to come up short in those spots. And I like. I mean, I I have a ton of respect for Jim. Obviously, the Chargers should hire him. The Raiders should hire him. Michigan shouldn't let him go. Like all that stuff. But you know, his quarterback for a quarterback, his quarterback plays just. It's always leave something to be desired for me. Uh, Kyle, I think I just watch him repeatedly in big games. Now, they got their ass kicked by the Ravens, but I watch him repeatedly in big games look like uh, – Jim looks like he belongs in those games too, so this doesn't apply to Jim, but um, I think he belongs. Yeah, I think he's a championship coach. I I understand the argument about it because he hasn't done it. And um, not only has he not done it, he's had leads in the Super Bowl once as a coordinator, once as a head coach. And has not won the championship. So the questions are legit. Uh, I'd like to see him do it because I'd like to start. I'd like to be right, basically. I'd like to see him do it so I can be right about him. (laughs) And then we could argue about other stuff. Um, But, you know, for the record, I thought he was a good coach when his career record was under 500. And people use that against him. Oh, and 38 when trailing by eight points or more in the fourth quarter. I saw Sando put out the, you know, the stats last week on. It's a little freaky just because no, you know, your win percentage down by eight going to the fourth quarter. Everybody's as low. Okay, that's fine. I, I that's true, but it's just the it's the craziest stat. I mean, it's it is. I think, I think it's the craziest stat in the NFL. Kyle Shanahan zero for thirty eight when going to the fourth trip quarter trailing by eight or more. So I'd you'd like to see him overcome that if you're a pro. I think Kyle's if you're in the I think Kyle Shanahan's a championship level coach guy uh, category, which I am in. Um, then I'd like to be right. So I like to, I'd like to see him win the championship so I can be right about it. Uh, but uh, a fourth quarter comeback when, you know what? Maybe this is the week with Darnold. Does he get credit if this is the week? What the Raiders do today? Are we sure? Did he, did he definitely wrap up the job, Antonio Pierce? All right, we're not, I won't, I won't do Raiders. Uh, we won't do Raiders talk here today. 23-20, Colts, ouch. 7-9, right after they got into the playoff race too. Hmm. All right. Uh, NFC, NFC playoff race. Niners wrapped up the one seed. Dallas is 11 and five. Detroit is 11 and five. Tampa is eight and eight. They're the four seed right now. Uh, New Orleans is also eight and eight, but the problem for New Orleans, uh, oh, well, the good news for New Orleans, I guess I should say, they've got that tiebreaker. Should have come to that. Um, I don't know what their next tie. Well, I guess the next tiebreaker would be NFC record, which it is the next tiebreaker. And Tampa has the advantage on NFC. Uh, their conference record six and five. New Orleans conference record at five and six. New Orleans plays Atlanta next week. Tampa plays Carolina. So Tampa's probably just going to win that division as long. You know, they will win that division as long as they beat Carolina. So they're in really good shape. Tampa's in good shape to be the four seed. Um. Yeah, I mean, as the day plays out, we'll see what happens. If you're listening to this afterwards, you know what happened with Seattle. Uh, as I'm right now, they're down at the half. So New Orleans could get in. Um, they would have the side. We'd have to go to some more tiebreakers is where it'll go because they'll have the same record in the conference as Seattle does. So anyway, some stuff to have uh, shake out there. But a couple other comments here. Robert says, I think the Niners had an off day against the Ravens. Yes, they did. Uh, but I think the Ravens get a lot of credit for that. I think the Ravens are part of the reason they had their off day. 
And so if that's the case, then you've got to kind of be a little introspective and go, all right, what, what of this was bad luck? And what of this was, we played a really good team and they forced us to look bad. I mean, you know, did the Niners secondary play better today or did they play Sam Howell? They got two picks. Well, Lamar wasn't, didn't feel close to turning the ball over against the 49ers. That was pretty eye-opening. Now, Lamar actually has got some fumbles. Somebody DM me the other day and said, you know, Lamar's got some fumbles. They did, not, they did not come close to turning to turning Baltimore over. For Kyle's sub-500 record, how many of those games... Oh, that's the wrong one. Sorry. How many of those games did he have Jimmy Mullins, Bethard Hoyer? Yeah, I again, I thought if anybody... If you were really watching... Not if you were really watching. If you were watching, you understood that Kyle probably wasn't a sub-500 coach. And I think that's proven to be case, the case. Joshua, you only play Purdy if the rest of the starters, namely Trent, are playing. If not, it's Darnold time. I agree with that. That's where I stand on that subject. And um, that's where I will stand on this subject. Ian was, uh, uh, yeah, those of you who listened, I guess you, you'd you have to go back to that point in the pod to see. If you're listening to this podcast, you missed the uh, high school senior photo. So you can go to the YouTube down in the uh, podcast description below to uh, see the, uh, the, the senior photo. Ian says, I was asleep on my couch when I saw hair gems. I appreciate that. I'm telling you, you guys, you, anybody needs any help, you want any product help, I'm, I'm here for you. I'm here for you. Happy to help. Chiefs are down to Cincinnati right now. I try not to do too much in-game uh, content, you know, because that stuff's going to be old for, for, uh, for people that are listening to this after the fact. So the update on Brock, let's say Brock Purdy doesn't um, – doesn't play the rest of the let's see he doesn't play week 18. So what'll that uh what will those stat totals be? He had two touchdown passes today. 31 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. And it's tough, right? Cuz those 11 picks were he almost kind of got through the season at like 39 uh, tw- excuse me, 31 touchdowns and you know like nine picks. Um I don't remember. I have to go back and go back and check what was his now I will you gotta say this too. If you think, oh, eleven interceptions, a little fluke, you know, and it wasn't eleven, it should have been nine. He did get a touchdown pass on a push pass to Debo today. So, you know, maybe it all just balances out in the end. But if you'd gone back to the beginning of the year, back when people were debating, some people, not all people, whether or not there should be some sort of dumbass quarterback competition. What what will per, what will you predict? What would be a good year for Brock? If I told you thirty one touchdowns, eleven picks, would you say thirteen and four? Would you say eleven? Yeah, I mean, I think I would. If you had said thirty one touchdowns, then yeah. I would have said 12 and 4, 13 and 4, 31 and 11. And I know we talked about this. The thing I was trying to remember was what um, what my prediction would have been at the beginning of the year. My guess, If I have to go back and I will go back and look. My guess is I said like 27 and, and, and 12 or 27 and 11 or something like that. That would be my guess that that's what I said. I don't think I would have said 30s for touchdown passes for Brock. And the irony is if um, – 
if they played next week, I mean, he could have done not irony, but he could have done even better than that. Yeah, I think I said uh, I'm not going to search for it here while we're on the air, but I'll go back and look because I definitely wrote it down somewhere because we definitely did that video in that and that podcast episode, kind of just predicting what it was going to be. So rest them. That's my early take. See where everybody's health is. I think McCaffrey's definitely on the list of guys that doesn't need to play. And, um, you know, see what this, see what things look like in the playoffs. If if the playoffs started, well, I'm, actually, I won't do that because we still got games going on. But, you know, Philly, Philly just doesn't, it's pretty crazy. Philly doesn't control its destiny anymore. Dallas does. And if Dallas beats the commanders, they're the, uh, they're the two seed, which ultimately, I don't know, you know, if you're the one seed, none of that stuff really matters to you. If you're the 49ers, other than, is Dallas tougher than Philly for the Niners? I mean, that's a, I think that's something I'll just be wondering about as we, uh, as we uh, embark on the, on the seat, on the postseason. Is Dallas actually just better? Would you rather play Philly? You know, easy to say that now because Philly's lost four or five. They lost to Niners, lost to Dallas, lost to Seattle, beat the Giants by eight, and then uh, lost to Arizona. So, whew, what a collapse. But, you know, there's your uh, your point differential, people. We'll say... Um, We'll say that's just what was supposed to happen, that the ship, you know, just things are going to even out themselves. Uh, coming up on Monday, a bunch of college football games. Very excited about it as a college football lover. Uh, college football starts very early, 9 a.m. Pacific. Uh, I think is I don't know. What time is Wisconsin? LSU? Oh, that, that game's today. Is that game today? No. What time is Wisconsin LSU? Uh, that game is 9 a.m. Yeah, 9 a.m. Monday. Liberty, Oregon, 9 a.m. Monday. Uh, Iowa, Tennessee, 10 a.m., the big games, Michigan, some places it's a pick them, but Michigan's favored by like one and a half now over Alabama. I think Alabama wins that game. I think a month of preparation favors Nick Saban. If they were playing on a short week, I would say Michigan is a better team, has been a better team this year, and I'd favor Michigan, but I just can't favor Harbaugh. I can't pick Harbaugh against Nick Saban with a month to prepare. Now the other game, Washington, Texas. I've said for a month, I think Washington's going to win the national championship. And part of my logic has been that Alabama plays Michigan with a lot of time. I think, I think Washington's going to beat Texas because I think Kalen DeBoer with a lot of time is just, he's proving to be already in a short time at Washington, one of the best big game coaches in the country. And, um, they're they're getting four points, which if you're if you're in the betting mood, I would bet on Washington. Uh, I think they're going to win the game, and I think they're going to win the championship. I think a month to prepare for Kalen's just too much. Better team all around. I I do think Sark. I got respect for what Texas did this year, and they can score. The game's. I don't know. It'll be interesting how many Washington fans. I know it was really hard for people to get from Seattle to New Orleans for the Sugar Bowl. That game's at two o'clock Pacific. But I like Washington. I like Alabama, and then I and then Washington will be happy that they're not playing Saban with you know three weeks. I think they'll uh, I think they'll beat Bama in the national championship game. So I got the Huskies, I got the Huskies going all the way there, and I think it'll be for a good a good Monday. 
Um, five bucks from Bayesley Man to say 2024 schedule has the Niners playing uh, first place AFC West, NFC South, NFC East. Also favors all of the AFC East and the AFC North. Which games am I looking forward to in 2024? You know, I was hoping somebody would ask that question. No, I wasn't. Um, what games would I be looking forward to there? Okay, let's do it. So first place games, the AFC West. That's going to be Kansas City. Looking forward to that game. First place game in the NFC South, Tampa or New Orleans. I would prefer New Orleans. I think it'd be more interesting. We've seen this Tampa game many times. Although, you know, I think Tampa's more likely to be a win. They're, they're going to bring Baker back, probably. So, you know, New Orleans, I don't know. They might have a different coach. They both might. Have, they might. New Orleans might have a different coach, different quarterback. Yeah, either one of those games is whatever. Fine. But um, prefer New Orleans there, I think, just, for, just from an entertainment standpoint. NFC East, you know, that this is a good. This is where who wins the NFC East becomes interesting, and so from that standpoint, I mean, either way, Dallas, San Francisco, or Dallas, Philly, is awesome. But you know, these Niner Cowboy games are you can't beat a Niner Cowboy game. So from that standpoint, kind of rooting for Dallas to win the NFC East and then be on the schedule next year. Uh, also face all of the AFC East, Miami, Buffalo. Jets, Pats. So you get Mike McDaniel. Hell, you could get, a, you know, maybe you're getting a Super Bowl rematch. You get Josh Allen. You get Aaron Rodgers. And you get uh, whoever's coaching the Patriots, whoever the hell is coaching the Patriots. So, um, you know, Miami would be at the top of that list. Buffalo would definitely be at the top of that list. And then what's the other? Oh, NFC, all of the NFC North. Detroit, Minnesota, Green Bay, Chicago. All great. I mean, those are all great games. So I'm taking your word. I'm take, I'm trusting you that this is a, an accurate. I haven't looked. This is an accurate uh, summary of the schedule next year for the Niners. But like if you're one of those people that buys tickets to go to games, especially road games, it's going to be. That's an incredible schedule, potentially. Miami, Buffalo, the Jets, the Patriots. Dallas, uh, Chicago, Green Bay, Minnesota, Detroit. Maybe you go New Orleans, depending on who wins the South. And um, and Kansas City. Wow. Uh, it sounds crazy to say this. Feels like it's a better, like just from a straight entertainment standpoint, that could end up being a better schedule than this year's schedule. But this year's schedule was, you know, on paper coming in, like you're like Steelers, okay. Uh Cowboys had that game. Browns, I mean, that's on, you know, it turns out to be better than it might have looked before the year. Bengals looked great on paper before the year. Vikings is interesting on paper before the year. Philly, Ravens. Yeah, I, I think on paper, that is that is a more interesting schedule than the 2023 schedule, actually. So, great question. Michael, for a two-spot, may I ask, if Middlecoff still does this show, uh, the plan is to return to a normal programming on Tuesday. So uh, the answer to that question is yes. And you may ask. Thanks for thanks for putting $2 on that question, too. Uh, Gold Blood says, I don't think Shanahan and Salah have faced off yet. Um, 
are we sure they're gonna face off? We we positive that they're gonna that Roberts. It seems like Roberts gonna be. The reports have been that Roberts gonna be the coach. But you're right. I mean, you could get you could get Sala, McDaniel, um, no D'Amico in that schedule. Uh, Lafleur get a Lafleur game. Obviously, you get the McVeigh games. Bobby Slowick, when he's coaching the Patriots, get a Bobby Slowick head-to-head game. Um, question, Joshua, can we skip on punt returning? Yeah, not inspiring stuff, although the first punt return for Ronnie Bell today, he had he had that thing wrapped so tight, both arms around it. Then he had the ball that, you know, you'd have to look at it, kind of, had a Jock Peterson chasing a fly ball in left field vibe. Probably wasn't his fault. Once I get to the special, te- all, I do all twenty-two special teams on Wednesdays. Um, it was just you know he was lined up in one spot. I I think what it was was he was just lined up for the return far away from where the kick went, or the kick was short. So he comes running in on that line drive and like has to avoid it as it bounces by him. Uh, so I don't know if that was, I don't know if that was his fault really. Number ten suboptimal, as uh, as the analytics people like to say. But yeah, uh, something to be aware of. You know, no one, nobody wants to talk about this. You just you, you're just a hater if you bring it up. Because Jake Moody has just been nailing kicks since Cleveland, since the bye. He has just been drilling kicks. That first field goal today. That thing was like, uh, I don't know, like you know, you remember those Nerf footballs that had tail a tail on them, like a shark tail on them. If you broke one of those tails, you were throwing like, you know, it's like throwing a wiffle. Honestly, some of his his field his first field goal today looked like the wiffle ball that only has the holes in half the ball, and you can get that thing to take off at the last second. Just look, so. That thing was hmm. line drives are hard for any returner. I know. I, I just know this. Like the Niners will be if they're in the Super Bowl. And I think CB the CBS have the Super Bowl this year. What is the Super Bowl this year? Uh had a dream last night that me and uh me and Snoop did the Super Bowl halftime. He had a new song and he told me, um, it's cool. It's cool. You don't know the words to this first song. Uh, presumably in this dream, like I had a song that we were going to do. He's like, you don't know the words to the first song. So just keep the crowd hyped. And just, and then he said stuff, even in my dream, I'm like, I don't know what that means, but I think what he's saying is he just wants me to yell sometimes. And, um, and that was the dream. And I, <laughs> I never, I never actually got, I woke up before we got to the stage. Uh, so Usher will be halftime this year, the Super Bowl. Who's got, what network's got the Super Bowl this year? CBS. Yeah. Okay. So, so here's here's what'll happen. Niners will be in the Super Bowl. And uh Moody's gonna line up for a field goal. And Nance is gonna be like, you know, this guy has been nails. And you know, whatever the stat is, it's like he's uh included in the postseason, he's 26 of 30 this year. And he hasn't missed from inside of 40 yards. You're gonna be like, oh. Okay, sweet. But anybody who's watched all 17 games plus the postseason is going to be like, I don't know, Jim. 
I don't think you, I don't think you should be that confident, Jim. Everybody, every single one of you. And then he might nail him, and you know we won't think anything of it. But then I, I when I see that first field goal today, and I feel bad because the guy's nailing kicks. But when I saw that first one today, I was just like, oh man, it's just until he has a get. And I think what it is until he's until he's kicking a game winner or something along or game tying kick or something along those lines. I think it's that's what it's going to take for everybody, or at least myself. I can't speak for all of you. I don't know how you feel. I just assume that's how you feel. Um, you know, until that happens, I think I think that stuff just always going to be in the back of of people's minds. Gold blooded, eight oh eight. The twenty, the Ravens Niners in twenty twelve was also on CBS. By the way, is 808 Delhi still there? I think it's called 808 Delhi in Moy, in Kihei. Is that place still there? 808, if any of you, a lot of you are going to, I know this, you're probably booking flights right now for Maui sometime soon. I'm not, I'm, if you go, if you go, you know, South Maui, Southern Maui, coast, shore, Maui, whatever, 808 Delhi. So this place has fantastic sandwiches, but then they've got these like, uh, uh, I don't even know. It's, it's like these puddings that are just ridiculous. They, they give you like, it's like a quart pudding and it's the, the banana cream with the bananas. And then the, um, what are those, whatever those, uh, not rich crackers, but, uh, uh, God, what are those crackers called for banana cream pudding? Uh, they're like the round. I can't find the name of them. But anyway, whatever those crackers are, you leave on Kauai. All right, well, it doesn't mean you can't hop a boat and go over to 808. All of Hawaii is 808? All, all, is all of Hawaii 808? Or is that just... No. All, the entire islands. All the islands are 808. Didn't know that. I assume there was uh, different islands at different area codes. Nilla wafers, yes. I think that's what they are. The Nilla wafers. Oh, but I mean everything in there. So anyone going to Maui, go to Kihei. Uh, well, go to Kihei Cafe also. For that's another spot nearby. But 808 Deli, get a sandwich. Get. I'm telling you right now, you're going to be in there. You're going to be like, well, we should only get, we should only get maybe one. We should only get two puddings. I'm telling you right now, get five. Get five different flavors. Get them all, and um, you'll love it. And then also go to Kihei Cafe for breakfast. So little little. Little travel tip right there. All right, um, that's that. That's that for this. Got to go. This is you know didn't wait for the afternoon game today, and uh, getting off with the with the New Year's Eve. So get your Tito's, enjoy that. Have a good New Year's Eve. Have a good week. Talk to you soon. One seed. I'm sure we'll find plenty to talk about. But great news for the Niners. Uh, NFL playoff schedule. I think it's January 17th. That's when they're going to play their next what it is, meaningful game. Wild card round is going to be two games on Saturday and two games on Sunday. So January 13th and 14th. No, I said it wrong. Sorry. Two games on I, I've been given the wrong date. Two games on Saturday, the 13th. Three games on Sunday. One game on Monday, January 15th. The divisional round 
January 20th. So I said, I might've said earlier, January 17th. So they're either playing January 20 or January 21 is three full weeks before their next meaningful game. So we'll, we'll get spend the week debating how they should handle the Rams game, but that is great news for a team that had a really good year, excellent year. And also at the end of it looked like they could use some rest and now they're gonna be able to manage you know, the, the other thing we didn't really talk about and just worth a quick mention is like, not just guys you could have off, but where guys going to have to play hurt next week that now don't, right? So like at minimum, Banks doesn't have to play uh, with that toe issue. Feliciano was all over the place today. And, um, and Armstead doesn't have to rush back. So, all right. Happy New Year. Thanks for hanging on YouTube. If you're on YouTube right now, before you walk out the door, how about a New Year's like and a subscription to the channel that helps more people see it, helps it grow, and um, you know, incentivizes me to do these videos. It incentivizes everything to keep rolling. If you're listening on the pod, appreciate that as well. You can check out the videos, share it with somebody, and um, holler soon. Thanks, everybody. Later. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You know how to book flights and hotels. 
All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.